Hello there, and welcome to another Fix Medical Group podcast. I'm Dr. Patrick Agrola, and I'm joined once again with Dr. Samuel Wagg. Welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about fitness as a habit. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Of course. Glad to have you again. So let's get right to it. What is the biggest fitness misconception when it's wrapped around kind of your daily habits? That is a great question. Um, Fitness is, or let me back that up. When we work clients in our office, there's really five things that we focus on. Fitness, nutrition, detox, hormones, and then mentoring our clients. So fitness is definitely something that comes up all the time. I would say the biggest misconception uh, is how most people know fitness. We think about doing it to change our body. And yes, fitness is definitely one of the biggest levers we can pull to change our body. But if I could reframe how everyone thinks about it, what I would ask them to do is work out for your brain, work out for your mental status, and work out for that mental health and let the body aspect be a secondary benefit. And what we see in the clinic when we work with clients is um, so often they're frustrated because they've tried maybe so many different fitness routines and they've not seen a result. The first thing is us understanding some underlying stuff that's going on. But most people's perception when we talk about fitness and making it like fit into your lifestyle is we'll only add 10 minutes to work out. That's not going to get me abs. So I'm going to skip it. Where, yeah, there is no workout in the world that in that exact moment, directly after, we're going to see this result that you actually grew muscle, that you lost fat because we're creating a stimulus. Our body has to respond to it. But let's take this on the flip side. And instead of looking at that 10 minutes of time of getting you your abs, because number one, if we were consistent with those 10 minutes, it is going to get you your abs over time. Just like putting money into a savings account and seeing that interest grow, grow, grow. That time on task is going to pay off for us. But think about it from the perspective of we can either exist in a stressed out state and be in a sympathetic state where we're in a fight or flight, or we can be in parasympathetic where we're resting and digesting. So if you contrast Patrick and I, and we'll say that he's in the sympathetic state, he's really stressed out, stress, 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 but we both work, let's say at a call center. So we're sitting behind a computer, we're pretty lethargic, um, we're active mentally, we're using the computer, but we're not moving around a ton. It's not a big energy expenditure. For most people, when we're seated, seated doing an activity like that, we should just be burning fat. So let's say we both have the same morning routine. We get up at the same time. Um, but I prioritize these 10 minutes of time to get a little workout in. Um, maybe I just do some jumping jacks and like really easy stuff. But for 10 minutes, I'm moving my body, breaking up a little sweat. Patrick in that time, um, maybe just watches a little TV or he sleeps in a little extra. So he's kind of stressed going into his day. There's been no physical release because uh, he slept in. He's a little bit behind, caught some traffic on the way in. And now he's my cubicle mate right? He's sitting right over next to me. I'm sitting there. We're doing the same exact job. At the end of the year, Patrick's five pounds heavier. And we're like, how does that happen? Am I burning way more in my 10 minute workout? Yeah, I am compared to him. He's doing zero. But what's most important is that little workout. I'm releasing energy. I'm putting my body into that parasympathetic state. So when I'm sitting at my desk all day, my body is using its stored energy. It's burning fat. Patrick's is not. So you have to ask yourself, number one, like that workout itself. Yeah. That time in and being consistent, even though it's small, that will add up over time. 
But the more important part is we can use that exercise to put our body in a more harmonious state for actually burning fat, for building muscle, for all of our organs working and doing what they're supposed to do. So that's a pretty long answer to your question. (laughs) And at the end of the day, what that boils down to is if we are committed to be consistent with our exercise because it puts us in a less stressed state, because it gives us more mental clarity, because it kind of alters how we feel, you know, when we've had a good workout, our view tends to be more glass half full outlook on the world. But when we're on the other side and we're kind of stressed out, we're releasing more of those stress hormones. Your body is not prioritizing burning fat, which is what we want it to do. It's not prioritizing breaking down the food and the fuel that we've put in. So we can actually respond to that stimulus when we do work out. And it's really just not allowing us to um, get the recovery that we want to either. Because if we're not working out, and we use this example all the time, Pat and I sitting at that cubicle, that's probably a stressful job. You're just taking call, call, call all day. So mentally, it's pretty taxing, but it's physically really not. And this is where we'll see clients at the end of the night, they're like, I just can't fall asleep. And you haven't really drained your battery, so to speak. It's like, yeah, we had a lot of mentally uh, exhausting day, but we didn't physically really use the body that much. So that makes a big difference of just that 10 minutes. And uh, if you don't think 10 minutes is a lot, try doing burpees for 10 minutes or just run continuous for 10 minutes. It's pretty hard all of a sudden. So there's a lot of things that we can do to be really effective with that time. And going back, I guess, to the original question after that long answer, you know, <laughs> what is the biggest fitness misconception? You brought up like people going into fitness for the point of like improving their body. Yeah, that's usually like the gateway to it. But there's so many other benefits. You kind of touched on the um, the mental brain side. But yep. what else do you get out of, I guess, your workouts, even if it is that 10 minute workout? That's a good point um, to kind of answer that more direct It isn't the only lever that we pull. That's probably the biggest misconception is if I want to change my body, I just need to focus on this, like just my workout. And we see this with clients all the time who they actually have a really good workout routine. Um, As far as getting the changes that they want in their body, that's not even a variable that we change as they are really consistent with their workouts or doing the stuff that we want as far as resistance training. But when we dive into them as a person, we find out that their nutrition is really off. Um, Maybe we do some specific testing. We find some things that were sensitive to them that they didn't know. So we've unearthed some uh, like improper fueling. And then if that person hasn't been, maybe they don't have a good workout routine. So it's like you're committed and you're spending a lot of time in the gym, but we're not seeing a result because it's not specific to you. Uh, So kind of tying that back together, it's just that it's not the only pillar or only lever to pull to make that change. Um, it is important to involve those other ones. And then, sorry, you asked, what was the second part? (laughs) Well, you mentioned that, you know, helping with mental clarity and overall brain, but there's so many other things that fitness can do for the body, not just improve your aesthetics body. Right, right, right. So when we're working out, um, well, part I didn't get to even that 10 minutes, that's really changing the way the hormones are expressed in our body and the hormones carry out every, um, every process. That's that chemical messenger. So when we're getting a good workout, you're stimulating that good response of hormones. You're also going to get that good sleep where when we get good sleep, you release even more hormones. So ultimately by getting that small workout, it creates a very positive feedback loop where we could live on the other side. And when you miss that workout, the one day, the next day, the next day, and now it's something that you don't naturally do in your day. We're going to start to lean on other things to mitigate our stress. 
through food, through alcohol, through social medias, through things that are distracting us from actually what's going on. So it's like the more we're deafening listening to our body versus hearing what's going on. Just like uh, you know, a lot of times we help people with the physical pain. And that's pretty obvious, like you're in pain. But some of the other symptoms we don't necessarily associate with maybe our lack of doing something. Yeah, you pick pretty much any disease, any condition, any symptom. I bet exercise is one of the top things that's going to help it, whether depression or anything like that. So putting it into your overall fitness, I guess, your mantra of why you're doing it, not just for the body or this one specific thing. It's overall health, and you are going to live a better life because of that. Totally. Um, Fitness, what I'm saying is it's not the only pillar or the only lever to pull to change our body, but it really rises all these other tides because with a great exercise routine or with moving yourself with some consistency, you can start to increase your hormones. You're going to get better sleep. You're going to make better food choices. No one um, finishes a workout. I won't say no one in my personal experience. I've never finished a workout and craved like really bad foods because when you just go through all that hard work, number one, I feel like you're not even hungry for a little bit with a hard workout. You know, if you're a borderline almost thrown up because you really push your body, you're really experiencing a lot of lactic acid in your body. You, know, you just finish some sprints or a CrossFit workout, something that really pumped up your heart rate. I guarantee that you're not like, I can't wait to follow this up with some French fries. It's like, <laughs> we're very aware of how hard you just worked. So you're going to be more naturally inclined to fuel your body in a good way. And when we start like habit stacking or stacking some of those wins, like, Hey, I got a great workout today. And then I had a great lunch after it. Like, you know, I've never enjoyed a salad so much. And then, you know what, at work, I was actually really, really productive. And at the end of the day, I didn't feel like watching that negative stuff. I didn't want to watch the news or I didn't want to watch a television series about like dark things to put me in a bad space. And I got a, I went to bed early and I actually got really good sleep. And you can see how those things just kind of build, build on each other. You know, the people we know in our lives who um, they're really healthy or they're really happy or really energetic. They typically don't do things that are vastly different from other people. They're just consistent on the things that help. And they realize when we go off track a little bit and Pat and I have been very transparent about, you know, drinking or bad food choices. We're not here to say never, ever do this. And we never, ever do this. We're all humans and we're all here to have a good time and to get the most joy out of our life. But there's more joy to be found from hard work and changing our body and really making it exactly what we want it to be than there is in all the temporary thrills of feeling a little better because I ate some bad food or feeling a little better because we had some alcohol. So picking and choosing those times and actually there can be times to enjoy that in the moment. So it's really about us uh, being consistent with stacking the right habits. Yeah. You mentioned consistency multiple times, whether it be, you know, with your good habits in the food, but it can also go bad with the bad consistency. But you brought it up um, earlier about your 10 minute workouts in the morning and being consistent with that. How else can you make fitness a part of like your consistent daily life? Um, There's a couple different ways to do this. And ultimately uh, it's not one size fits all. And this is really where that mentoring aspect of what we do comes into working with clients because we need to figure out what's already going on. You know, that workout in the morning, it might not be realistic for everybody. Um, And I I use that as an example because I think we can all find 10 minutes. You know, we can dedicate 10 minutes. 
And uh, a lot of times when we hear clients that I'm just so busy, I'm so busy, but bring up any show on Netflix and they've seen it. It's like, oh, you could, no way you could have watched that whole series, but not had 10 minutes. Yeah, it's one less snooze button click. Right. There's definitely ways to do this. Um, it's setting your alarm 10 minutes earlier. It's, you know, that sounds obvious and simple, but that's what it is. It's a choice to do this. Um, if we're going to do, I'll go over a couple options. So we want to do this in the morning. It is that, you know, set your alarm 10 minutes earlier, but have an intention that day before know what you're going to do. Don't wake up. You're like, well, okay, what was the workout? And then it's like, we're five minutes in, you just started doing something. Um, you know, at my house, I have a couple different kettlebells. I don't mind. I'm not afraid to do just two exercises, just back to back. And, um, I might repeat that a couple of times in the sense of maybe I'm going to do uh, like a goblet squat and then an upright row and I'm going to do 10 of each. I'm going to see how many times I can get through that. I'm going to create my own little personal best. And then the next day I wouldn't do the same exact workout and pick two other exercises, so not reworking the same thing, but I might go back and forth on those and just challenge myself to get better. Um, see how many more, you know, come around again on Friday and doing that same set and see where I'm at. Um, that's a really good way to do it and challenge yourself. Uh, when it came to running, I used to go down to the convention center. Like I'm going to go up the stairs eight times. I'm going to time myself. My only rule is next time I need to beat that time until it got to a point where I felt like I needed to do additional training <laughs> to be able to beat the times. And then I change it up and that's where we can have some, um, fitness variety, you know, bring that cardio back in a different way. So when it comes to, um, fitting it in, you know, that could be 10 minutes in the morning. This could be maybe your work. You have a lunch break. You have an hour lunch. If you bring your own food, you can probably be done eating in 15 minutes. You, if um, a lot of places, you know, have a gym on campus or you have access to the gym within your building. If you brought your own food, you eat in 15 minutes, you can go and work out for 20 minutes, shower, and still have time to catch up on some other things before you get back to work. So there's different ways to fit this in. Um, it might be, Maybe you're more of an end of the day person and it's just a commitment that, Hey, when I get home, uh, and I actually do well with this on some of my days that start early to come home, get a workout in. So you're kind of taking all the, the stress, everything that's built up through the day. You're channeling that, getting a good workout and ex getting that energy, excuse me, out of your body. And then we can kind of refocus and maybe clean up a couple tasks that came from the day. Because on the opposite end, sometimes I'd finish my work day. It's like, all right, I just need to finish boom, 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 X, Y, Z thing before I can go work out. And you're more stressed trying to carry out those things. It's like, just get the workout in. Prioritize yourself. Put your body in a better state. Um, so. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a, it sounds like basically schedule it out. Organize yourself and get to it if you're going to do these 10-minute workouts in the morning or a 20-minute walk during lunch or even after work you have it in your head and you planned it out beforehand, you are more inclined to actually do it and complete it in the right way and not make excuses. Right. It goes back to consistency. Yeah. Consistency is king. And we always say easy things to do are easy things not to do. So just like if you know you had to go pick your kids up, you would probably put that in your calendar and you'd be aware and you would leave your house at the appropriate time to do that. Start with, you know, these five to 10 minutes, build consistency, do something. You know, this can be a simple if you have not done this ever, it's like we can start out with let's do push-ups, do five, stand up and do five squats and just repeat that. And in five minutes, see how, how long you can go. And then eventually we can add some more time. If you get consistent with doing it for five minutes, now we can build that to 10. Um, 
you know, I'm not saying you're going to drop a hundred pounds in the year by doing that, but you're going to start to see some really big changes when it comes to your mood, your food choices, your sleep. You need to be consistent with that. Our bodies aren't meant to move and they're either going to be growing because we're creating stimulus or they're constantly breaking down and adapting to a more lethargic type of lifestyle. So what input are you giving your body to organize the foods and the things that we're putting into it? Um, the other thing you said with consistency, one of the most important things I coach clients on is I ask them to look at the week ahead of them and see for each day, where's your nutrition coming in and where coming from and where's your workout going to be done? Like when are you going to work out in that day? So we have a game plan before heading into the week and then we kind of go over that each day. So if you know that, okay, um, I'm really busy, like I start my day really early on this day and it just kind of goes straight through. A couple of things to consider is like, all right, nutrition wise, if you know you're going to be running out the door. So you either need to get up earlier so you can have a good breakfast that you made at your house or can you make something the night before that's easy to go. So we're not in the Starbucks line or we're somewhere else like trying to find a healthy option. And then when it comes to the workouts, are you going to prioritize and get your workout in earlier in the day? Or do you know you just have a very busy morning, but after that you can work out? So figuring out where that's going to fit in, just like Pat was saying, make it a priority by actually putting it on your schedule, just like anything else that we would put in. Yeah. Keeps yourself accountable if you're doing it on your own or like you do, you're, you're helping them be accountable because they're going to feel guilty if they're not doing it. But if you don't have it on your schedule or planned out, it's very easy. Just be like, oh, that's another day. Missed a workout. But right. if it's on that schedule, you're like, oh. I need to do it. I'm going to make it happen. Because mentally you're thinking like, it was only 10 minutes anyways. Uh, The other thing we've talked a lot about doing different exercises, this, that. It can be as simple as going for a walk. Um, So if you're able to fit that in, maybe your job, you're taking a lot of phone calls. If you can take some of those while you're moving around, 10 minutes is kind of like our minimum threshold. I would say where walking is really effective. Um, But outside of that, there's other easy things that we can do. Um, Maybe your job you really are like strapped to that desk most of the day and you can't really escape to kind of break that up. Uh, maybe you do take a high volume of calls, like end a call. Let's get 30 air squats. Like just move your body before you go into that next thing. So we're still getting that benefit. There's actually a ton of studies to show that working out spread out, like spread throughout the day. It probably sounds weird to everyone else, but like when there's a gym in your office, it doesn't sound that weird to be like, Oh, throughout the day, I'm just going to go out and maybe get five reps of squat, but I'm going to shoot to do this 10 times. It's like 50 reps of weighted squat. That's pretty good stimulus on your body. So for yourself, maybe there's a little habit that we can build in. You know, if you, a lot of people now work from home, you work remote. It's like, maybe it's worth buying that one kettlebell that you keep next to you. And there's a lot of different things that we could do. So uh, make it kind of fun as well. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, well, I guess when it comes down to these 10-minute workouts, we kind of use 10 as the mm-hmm. threshold right now. A lot of people don't, don't think that's very much, but when you really break it down, if you're doing something like a, a high-intensity intensi- or interval training, 10 minutes is actually a lot on the body in a good way. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, it's a, obviously our perception of time, and maybe this goes back to the first question, like perception or a misconception, is that we need to spend hours and hours in the gym. And, um, you know, a lot of fitness, especially the earlier years, it's people doing these physique competitions or bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. If you want to build your body in that way, you do need to spend hours in the gym. But if we're looking for general fitness to make ourselves healthier, to be able to build muscle, lose weight, we just need to be, have that consistency, but it doesn't have to be so long. 
Um, with uh, 10 minutes, think about it this way. If you've ever been on an assault bike or done a piece of equipment like that, we'll just use sprinting as an example. If I told you that you're going to sprint for 30 seconds and you're going to take 30 seconds rest, we're going to do that 10 times. That sounds really hard. <laughs> and it is. So that's definitely enough time to make that impact, to really raise our heart rate. That's going to create that response where your body actually does feel like it's in a stress state. And it's going to use those kind of stress hormones in a good way because we're going to get this physical release. And as you're working out, that's sending out some other hormones, letting your body know hey, it's okay to relax. But back to our first example, contrasting Patrick and I working at our call center and carpooling into work. Um, if Pat's never doing that workout in the morning, he's kind of living in the stress state all the time. Because his work stress is kind of kicking his body into this sympathetic state where until he gets a workout or until he has some like expulsion of energy, his brain still thinks he's living in that. So we go back to that fight or flight uh, response. You know, if there was a, a burglar broke into Patrick's house, it's like until he sees that person leave, you're kind of stressed and on alert. And it's the same thing with our body when we get a little stressed until the like it's over it's okay signal is when we use our body and we release some stress exactly um well, i guess we keep on going back to these 10 minute workouts here and there but when it really comes down to it how much should we be training that's a great question to kind of make a framework of this so what we recommend to our clients is three to four days a week we want to do some resistance training that doesn't even mean you have to be a member of a gym that just means that we're pushing things a little bit. So whether that's using some free weights, um, you know, resistance can still be body weight with a lot of stuff. Um, or that can be bands. We're challenging ourselves to create more of a muscle building stimulus on those other days of the week. I would just ask that we're active. We've said consistency a ton. So that's where I would say, Hey, we're at least getting a walk in. We're at least stretching. We're moving our body and using it because on our off days, it's used for recovery. It shouldn't just be a complete off, like a lazy day, so to speak. Um, it's more of using it. Maybe you're going to foam roll, walking, as I said, sauna, stretching, any of those things to kind of recover. But I would still look for like that 10 minutes of being active. So at least your walk as like a baseline. Does that make more sense? So three to four days of resistance training are in between days should be at least I would say walking, um, you know, if you want to do like a really low pace ride on a bike, something like that. So being active with our body, but not necessarily uh, pushing so much. Yeah. Rest day doesn't have to be, um, oh, I'm going to eat pizza and watch uh, Netflix for eight hours. You're right. still moving <laughs> around. You still have to be pushing yourself, but you can still be active because just movement is key for everything. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much, Sam. We covered a lot today. Um, I guess break it. Bring it home with yeah. the three big takeaways from everything that we covered. So number one, I would say work out more for our mental state and the positive effects that come with stacking these habits together. Um, the other one, as far as making it a, making it part of our routine, making it consistent, shoot for three to four days of resistance training. I think that's something else that throws people off. They feel like, you know, five, six, seven days a week, we have to be in the gym. We have to be moving weights. And again, when we see someone training for bodybuilding or physique, it's like that might be true for them, but we're trying to just improve our health and a general 
three to four days a week of resistance, but just being active on all those other days is what we're looking for. And then I would say a minimum, a uh, third bullet point, minimum of third, third, <laughs> minimum of 10 minutes when it comes to like getting your activity. So simplest way to start, like I said, even start at five minutes and just go between push up and squat. And then we, as you get more comfortable, we can make those harder exercises. We can add weights. We can do a lot of different things. You know, our YouTube channel has a lot of different videos and in our uh, quick fix workouts, we have everything from, you know, seven to eight minutes up to about 15 and pretty much all these are body weight workouts. So that's a great way to um, plan, uh, to plan workouts. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess the biggest one we kept on uh, talking about is just consistency and planning it out making it a part of your daily routine is going to help you achieve such great lengths. And, uh, forecasting your week too, like how, be realistic with yourself. What do you have ahead of you? When can you get to the gym? People so often like, Oh, I just couldn't make it. And that's like, there was, a, there was no time that that was going to happen. And this isn't news to you. You knew what your day was before we made it to that day of the week. So let's plan. And maybe that day is never a good one to try to achieve some resistance training. And we want to spend maybe 10 minutes in the morning or it's 10 in the evening, or maybe that's walk during work that day. It might be a really different solution. And that's the fun part is coming up with the solutions that work for us. Because everything I said, uh, even today, it's, it's not cookie cutter. We have to make it specific. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Sam. Uh, one of our fitness experts talking about how we can improve our lives through fitness, through these daily habits. So thank you all for listening to another uh, Fixed Medical Group podcast. We'll see you next week.